Well, my brothers and sisters, both here at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy, all of you that are tuning in from the live stream, it is really good to be with you today. It's good to be with my brother, Father Chris. This is, I think, our third Mass that we've been able to celebrate together over this whole Divine Mercy celebration that we've been having. And he invited me to preach this morning, so I'm deeply honored, Father Chris. Thank you. Um, it's good to be with you at the altar, as always, and Father Ron as well. So thank you, both of you brothers, and Brother Mark and Brother Ken as well. We have been on a Divine Mercy wave a high wave, one of those like 33-foot waves for the past, what, four or five days. And sure, it's crested and it's broken, but we are still getting a lot of tail out of that wave and riding the wave of the divine mercy. And it's a beautiful thing. And when we look at the gospel today, this is a conclusion of the conversation that Jesus is having with the Pharisee Nicodemus whose spirit and soul was awakened, right? We've heard for the past three days, the church in her holy wisdom, after the eighth day of Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday, directs our attention to John 3, verses 1 through 18. Now remember, the church is the church triumphant in heaven, so we know that the church, we're connected with the church in heaven, and we're receiving constant inspiration and connection from the Holy Spirit with the church in heaven. And the church directs our liturgical actions and our prayer as well, so that we who are here on earth, the pilgrim church, along with the purgative church, the church in purgatory, we're united together in this body, the body of Christ. And he is the head leading us, guiding us, and directing us. So for three days, the church breaks down this conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus for us. And it's really powerful. I mean, there's so much going on, and there's always multiple layers in the Gospel of John. It's the Gospel that when I was at Franciscan University, I had Dr. Scott Hahn for a couple classes, and, and he would say that the Gospel of John, and this is not from him, but he brought it to our attention, the Gospel of John is the Gospel in which babes can wade, but will also drown elephants. It's that profound. It's my favorite gospel. There's always multiple layers. There's the, the surface level. There's the immediate literal meaning that's going on. And then there's usually layer after layer after layer that's going on as well. And we know that the Holy Spirit is the principal author of Scripture and was inspiring St. John, the beloved disciple who knew the heart of Jesus better than any of the other disciples, right? So the revelation would show us. In the Gospel of John, and in all the three other letters of John, John uses the word in Greek to believe, pisteo, or pistos, 91 times. That's more times than all of the other New Testament books combined. He uses the word to believe. And these passages from verses 12 to 18, John uses the word six times in six verses. I would contend very strongly that the Holy Spirit, in inspiring this gospel passage to follow the eighth day of Easter, 
Divine Mercy Sunday, which is the day pointing to, if you check this out, some of Father Chris's talks, he refers to this, unpacks it, as did Father Seraphim, if you can find some of his talks. The eighth day is the day of eternity that points to our eternal destiny, the day that will never end, when we live and dwell in the glory of the Father forever in Jesus Christ, around the throne of the Lamb, standing as though he had been slain. So we go right to this gospel, and I would contend very strongly that the message and devotion of divine mercy is strongly present in chapter 3 of John's gospel. Not only here, but very strongly in chapter 3. Why? John talks about being born of what? Water and spirit, the two together. When Faustina asked Jesus through the prompting of Blessed Michael Sapochko, her spiritual director, what the rays mean coming forth from the heart of Jesus, Jesus says that the white ray or the pale ray stands for our baptism and the cleansing from sin. So being born from above, the Greek in this passage is anothen, being born from above, or it could also be translated as anew. They're one and the same in our baptism. We're born from above and we're given divine life. Second Peter 1.4. We, we are partakers in the divine nature. We receive the divine nature of Jesus Christ himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him will have eternal life, may have eternal life. I love this gospel. I love the gospel of John. If you can't tell, it gets me a little worked up. So we see also the other ray, which stands for the forgiveness of sins and holy confession and also the gift of life and holy Eucharist, which the theme of believe will come up very strong in the Eucharistic discourse that Jesus is having. And many, many believed, many followed him to a certain degree. But when he said, this is my flesh, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Many of this found this a hard saying, and they could not take it. They could not believe. They could not take this to heart fully. And what happened? They laughed. Their hearts were burning for a while, but then it was, oh, this is too much. He's talking about eating his flesh. But this is a different kind of flesh. This is resurrected flesh. This is a glorified flesh that Jesus was pointing to. So this word to believe. So we see in the, the image of divine mercy, Jesus bears the marks in his hands and from the center of his heart or his side because the lance went through his body into the inner cavity of his heart, which is the holy of holies, and blood and water gushed forth from his heart to go out to all the world. The floodgates of divine mercy were opened for you and me, brothers and sisters, to find life and access to the inner holy of holies as the temple veil was torn in two. We gained access to the holy of holies, which is the very heart of Jesus Christ himself. Both the son of God and the son of man. And we can drink copiously from this divine life. What do we see at the bottom? What is the signature of Jesus that he gives to St. Faustina in the image of the divine mercy? Group participation, everyone, all at one time. 
Jesus, I trust in you. One more time. Jesus, I trust in you. Holy Trinity. Jesus, I trust in you. If we, are to, if we were to substitute, I mentioned that in the Gospel of John and in his writings, 91 times he uses the verbal form of to believe. But you and I, and in Western culture since the Enlightenment period, when we hear to believe, it's what? It's much more of an intellectual consent. I believe in a proposition. Is the sky blue? Yes, I believe. Is... Uh, is the grass green? Yes, I believe. Is a circle round? Yes, I believe. I believe that. Yes, I give my intellectual consent. But that's not what is taking place in the gospel, and that's not what Jesus' Jesus's signature is. If we were to take, I will propose to you, and there, I, I have support with this, Father Felix, who's a biblical scholar, is, and he's the one through whom I first discovered this whole entire notion of to believe. If we in our own mindset and the, the, how we live today were to take and substitute where it says to believe in the Gospel of John and other places and, and replace the word with trust, we would gain a whole new perspective on what's going on in the Gospel. Listen to this. Just entertain me for a minute. John 3, 12, if I have told you of earthly things and you do, not you do not trust, how can you trust if I tell you of heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the son of man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up, that whoever trusts in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever trusts in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who trusts in him is not condemned, but he who does not trust in him is condemned already, because he has not trusted in the name. Jesus, I trust in you, trusted in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Does that passage have different meaning to you now? Yes. Does it resonate with your soul? Because to trust is not just trust, but in trust. It is consent and embrace of the heart. Yes, Jesus, not a, I trust in you. You are trustworthy. What you say is trustworthy. Not only what you say, you say it by your very name. And you're the one who will never turn from us, turn from me. You're the one who is always faithful, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you've ever felt betrayed, if you've ever felt let down by people that are even close to you that you love, yes, that's, all, that's part of the human lot, right? And when we can unite that with Jesus in his cross, our risen Lord, who is triumphant in his cross, all of that takes on incredible value. And we say from our hearts, Jesus, I trust in what's going on in my life. It doesn't make any sense right now, but I give consent of my heart. And I give intellectual consent because I know who you are. You're the same yesterday, today and forever 
and you are supremely trustworthy. So the message and devotion of divine mercy is here latent and emerges from the gospel of John, and it emerges straight out of the eighth day. It's almost like a continuation of the eighth day. We are called to be apostles of the divine mercy, living in and out of the eighth day, brothers and sisters. The eighth day was made for us. We have to come to the light, as Jesus says. And we hear his voice, and we see him as he is, and we rise above our difficulties and the problems in the world and everything that's going on around us when we draw close to the light because the light is the truth. He is the truth. So like we see with the apostles and Peter and and John when they were imprisoned, what happens when we draw close to the light and have faith, have trust in Jesus, and it looks like everything's dismal and world powers are ruling the world and they're conquering and what's gonna happen when this takes place and when this particular party does this and when this other particular party does this from a world sphere and we get caught up in our fear, no. The same thing that happened with Peter and John will happen with us today, brothers and sisters, if we trust in Jesus. Prison, prison doors will be opened Prisoners will be set free and are being set free today in our own time, right now. People are being healed. People are experiencing miraculous healings. So if worst of worst lockdowns come on upon humanity and the human race, let us do one thing, what? Trust in Jesus. It's the response he's wanted from us from the Garden of Eden to the present time until he comes again definitively in the second time in glory. He wants your trust. He wants my trust. And in the meantime, he's going to feed us the whole entire way in whatever way that he can because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's going to feed us with his body, blood, soul, and divinity and his Holy Spirit because his spirit is in you and you are called to do the things that Jesus himself did because he's giving you his own divine nature. So what is our response, brothers and sisters? Trust. Together, brothers and sisters. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org.
Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.